Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are excited to talk a little baseball, a little softball, maybe some track and field. Who knows what we'll get into tonight. This is Chuck, and I guess I should bring in that lovable co-host of mine, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? Are you awake? Hey, Chuck. What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did, uh, Did you get any sun today? A little bit. Not too much, though. It was what? it was hot though. Yeah, it was hot. The was temperature hot. was set on hell for sure. Yeah, it had a uh, it had a very super regional last year yes, feel to it. it. Did. The heat did. I my face looks like so, a lobster. Like it's you know you're red. That Irish in me. Yeah, more lobstery very, than normal. Very lobstery than normal. Hmm. Well, how I goes it, man? Uh, Mother in law is home from the hospital. Praise the Lord. She is. Yeah. She is. Yeah, we're celebrate. doing good. Yeah. We're, um, you know, she's on the mend. They've, uh, they think they found what was causing all the infection and got it fixed, and she's doing better. Well, we're happy, man, for sure. I know, I know ML's glad to be back. Yeah, man. It's good to have yeah. her back. Yeah. Well, Lane, you went out and um, kind of outdid yourself and got us a pretty, pretty rad guest i went out and got a twitter warrior a chuck twitter. somebody who is on the front lines on the twitter the, the twitter <laughs> on the twitter's uh war zone here for southern miss and i went out and got destiny blackwell so welcome to the show destiny thank you thanks for having me What's up, Destiny? Nothing much. Nothing nothing better than a good baseball series right. sweep. Yeah. Yeah. Good little sweep action this weekend. So and listeners, the way I got Destiny on the show was she uh she commented on something talking about our episode where Chuck and I went on the show with the Raging Review. Back in the day. We were talking about it. I think I was tweeting back and forth with Raging Review. And she tweeted back and said, yeah, I listened to that episode. And I was like, hey, another Miss fan <laughs> has listened to our podcast before. Come on the show. And here she is. So, I like times. those guys. Yeah, they they're are. Good. They're super nice. They are. They. I think we need to bring in them on before, uh, um, before the uh, last baseball series. Maybe Chuck. We- maybe <laughs> it might be too heated by that point. We're we're friends when we're playing <laughs> tech and LSU, but we're playing each other. And it gets what a we can do is we can get sometimes. Danny Lynch to uh, send in a little voice memo. I was about. To- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They love him. They do. There you go. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Destiny, we like to ask all our guests a couple questions here. Uh, the first one is, "What makes you an everyday eagle?" Yeah, so um, well, I'm from Hattiesburg, and I went to Southern Miss. Um, I, I actually went to Southern Miss during some of the worst years of football, unfortunately. I started in 2012. Um, so I've seen a lot 
I know. So I am a, I'm a true fan. And I met my husband and he is a really big Southern Miss fan. And so I think a lot of our relationship has been spent at the rock and at the peak. Um, so yeah. Foundation of a good marriage. It is. That sounds oddly familiar, Chuck. It does. Me and <laughs> to, you there. To, to, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you met you and your wife. Talking you to mine wife. and my sorry. wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We're a little more invested than you and I are. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sounds a little familiar. Those of you that know my wife and I, that's pretty similar story there. You know, we kind of, you know, had a relationship blossom at the Pete and at Reed Green and at the Rock. So. Boy, you were tested early on in your fandom, Destiny. You know, they say through the best of times and the worst of times. Mm-hmm. I have seen both. You saw the worst <laughs> of times really quick. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's well, still all right. We're glad you stuck it out. It's got. For it's sure. getting better. It's getting right. better. So, um, Then our next question we'd like to ask is, what is your favorite Southern Miss moment? I would easily say the regional last year. Um, I have never experienced a sports-related moment like that before. Um, I think there were a lot of reasons why it was just a fun atmosphere to be at. I mean, I feel like we came back and won in a really difficult way against all odds. Of course, you know, their fans and their players were a little confident going into that series, so that made the, the win a little more sweet, too. <laughs> it was hard for them not to look forward, right? No, they were I, they were so arrogant. Tweet. That's actually <laughs> that is the tweet at the top of my Twitter profile. <laughs> oh, really? Making fun of that moment. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, all in good fun. All in good Always. fun. Always. But yeah, that and the honestly the football game against Tulane last year is a close second. That was a great game as well. Were you able to go to that game? I was. Oh, that's awesome. It was I it was fantastic. I didn't make it. I watched it on TV, though, and I was thrilled. I can't remember what I had going on, but I couldn't make it. Chuck, did you make it to that game? I did not. I did not. I think I was on call that weekend or something. That was that weekend that Joe Paul was absolutely on fire on the sideline. What was that like, Destiny, seeing that in person? Oh, it was awesome. And seeing Coach Hall at the end throwing his clipboard and mm-hmm. getting the bell back. It was a really good, a really good game. Did you see him break it? <laughs> I didn't see the actual breaking of the bell, but I'm not surprised that it got broken. It was a little wild down there. Now, I'm about to ask a stupid question, okay? So be prepared. Oh, um, obviously, this past week at, at Tulane, they had uh, you know the bell out there. And, you know, we, we were, I was standing there looking at it, and uh, somebody had said, is this the same bell for the football? And I, I assumed that it was. And this guy, but Simon's like, no, they have one for baseball, too. So does anybody know? Is it just one bell that they? Pretty sure it's just one bell. I, I think, think it's so just too. one bell, too. And the baseball bell so looked cool. a little wonky. So yeah. it looked like I think it's been we broken. Were, I think we were just trolling them. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's two. Trolling, bills. trolling, trolling. Yeah. So Yeah. All right, Destiny, tell us a little bit more about yourself, your family, what you and your husband do, where y'all are from, all that good stuff. Where y'all live? Yeah, so um we live on the coast 
in good old Gautier, Mississippi. Um, I am in home health. I'm a marketer for Deaconess Home Health in Gulfport. And my husband's in medical device sales, so we both are sales reps. And, um, you know, both of my parents live in Hattiesburg. My brothers are, um, one of them lives in Memphis, and my youngest brother is actually a graduating um, senior at Oak Grove. And he is on the baseball team. So, yeah. Very cool. And y'all are able to make it up to a bunch of games, huh? Even living down on the coast. We were, look, we're very committed. We know this drive very well. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. It's what, about an hour and a half, two hours? Yeah, it's an hour and a half. We we just built a house in Gautier. We lived in Gulfport before then, and that drive was a little bit better. It was, mm-hmm. we lived um, in North Gulfport, so it was, I mean, right under an hour. An extra 30 minutes, it does hurt. But, you know, we like where we live. It's nice out here. Good deal. Well, uh, I, I guess we have a knock at the door. I mean, <laughs> oh, Blaine that's my has... cue. Mail, mailbag man, are you there? That's my cue. Oh. I knocked. Can we all get to the conference I room? Can... Something. I don't know. Can... No. I don't know how awkward to not make this. All right, everybody to the conference You're... room. <laughs> no. No, no. But uh, how's everything going, guys? What's up, What's Pate? Up, Pate? Hey, shout out to Pate who finished his grad school yesterday. Now he's just waiting on grades. Oh yeah, waiting on grades and exam grades come out tomorrow. So oh. hopefully I pass. He, he has guaranteed that he made an A on everything. Oh. Well, we'll they're they're not going to fail him in his last classes. Right. Sure, no, they better not. Yeah. There will be hell to raise. Um, oh. anyway. <laughs> But yeah, we've actually got a couple of listener questions. And before I dive into those, a uh, fun fact, Destiny and I actually went to Oak Grove High School together back in class of 2012, was it? We sure did. It wasn't that oh, long Lord. ago. Is it? Yeah, you shouldn't struggle to remember that. It's been a freaking decade. I mean, yeah, it's a decade, <laughs> over a decade, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Y'all are getting old. We're the oldest people on the podcast. <laughs> that's right. About to that's hit the right. dirty 30 in July. So sponsored by Metamucil. It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> it's not. I mean, look, I'm ready for the 30s. There you go. Says the girl in the 20s. <laughs> I'm 28, but I, 28. I'm, I'm excited for 30. Yeah. Good gravy. Well, that makes me feel old. Um, anyway, got a couple of listener questions this week, and uh, they're pretty good ones here. Hot damn! So, with that being said, we have our first listener question coming from Miss Katie Kelly has written Katie. in once again to to the show. Shout out to Katie Kelly. Uh, I'm sure that Chuck and Lane saw her heckling them like nobody's she was business. All she, over I have this never weekend. been uh, prouder. Katie and is her that the, bunch are on fire. Her, right, right. They are. I mean, shoot, they are on fire. Is that the pride? Like, are all those people pride? Well, I know Nico. I know Nico is. Yeah, I saw Nico out there. I don't know about that. That's others. the pet band, guys. I didn't <laughs> know if that was the pet band. I've been waiting on them. Here they are. You know, I sit right behind them. Oh, do you? Well, then you yeah. sit right by us then. You sit right beside us then. <laughs> Literally. Uh, one section, section over B. 
How about that? Small world. Uh, okay, yeah. So Katie Kelly has asked, assuming we make it to a regional this year, oh, where do y'all think we play at, and who would y'all think we would play against in said regional? Hmm. That's a tough one. Lane, you go first. Wake up. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see him, but he's on camera and he is Googling the latest <laughs> projections. He's probably Googling the uh, NCAA projections right now. <laughs> you're muted, Lane. Good gravy. Hey. Keep going. Uh, I was looking at the top 25 just to double <laughs> check course. myself on some things. So, um, look, this is assuming we don't host because there's still a, a shot yeah, we of are, us to yeah, host. I agree. Right. I, stay, sure, I think we is. still have a shot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would have said that about a month Ten ago. Ten games ago, but, yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we got a shot to host here, I think. So I think the formula to host right now is either A, win regular season and win a few games in the in the tournament. I'll say two games in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Or B, stay top two regular season and win the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think either one of those gets the job done. I think 40 wins gets the job done. Which I think if we accomplish either one of those, we will hit that 40 win mark. If we win out, you, we'll be at 39 going into the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that would do it. If I think, honestly, I think if we hit 40 wins, we host. I think that's in the, I think that's in the realm of possibility here. So, but I'm assuming Katie's question was referencing if we aren't the host Ooh. site, which I'm looking right now. Right. Uh, College Baseball Nations put out their top 50, which we're number 23 on theirs. D1 Baseball hadn't come out yet as out in the morning. as we are mm-hmm. recording right. right now. It will come out in the morning. But um, just going by College Baseball Nations here, they got us at number 23. So they, they got us back in the top 25. If we do not host, I think it'll be a regional thing. Like, I think they will send us to a closer regional site, which is usually really, really bad for us because we have really good teams around us. I keep thinking to myself, surely they won't send us to LSU, but they might. They, uh, yeah, uh, they won't. They're, they're, they're itching for that to happen. I, oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the top 50 right now, and the ones that are closest to us are Wake Forest, LSU. Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Florida. Mm. Um, if you want to go up in like the Carolinas and stuff, South Carolina's hosting. Duke is possibly a host site. Mm. Miami is possibly a host site. There's a lot of them down here. Tennessee's possibly a host site. UTSA, which is kind of interesting, that's a possible host site. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Dallas Baptist still on the list. But just looking at that list right there, that's kind of a list there of teams we might go see. Right now, according to College Baseball Nation, they got Wake at one and LSU at two. You know, I've, I imagine D1 might have those two flipped, even though LSU dropped a series this weekend. Um, I don't know. Kendall yeah. mentioned dropping them down. Yeah. 
They could. So, honestly, if I had to pick one to go to, if we didn't host again, assuming we don't host, I think it needs to be close enough for our fans to travel. But I'm kind of tired of playing, like, the SEC school neighbors in their regional. Like, it's just... That same story is so played out at this point. Like, all right, here we go. We're packing up, headed to Fayetteville. All right, we're headed to Baton Rouge, you know. Or Gainesville. Yeah. Like, I think, honestly, if I had to pick one that I think is going to happen, I think there's a strong probability we end up in Baton Rouge. I don't like it. Don't want it. Just because... Like, that's just, it's a brutal placement for us. But I think it's a possibility we end up in Baton Rouge. Uh, I would say if I had to pick one I would want to go to, I'd pick Miami. I think it's, I think it's a long haul still, but I think it is close enough. A lot of our fan base could go to that still. They're not sending us across the country or anything. And I think that's going to be a winnable regional. Like, I think. Miami's a good team. They got good bats and stuff. They've been good all year, but I think I think they are beatable. So that's who I'm gonna go with. Uh Chuck, who would you go with? Um, well, you know, obviously I don't think Alabama's got a shot at hosting. I don't think Mississippi State or Ole Miss are even gonna make a regional, which I could be wrong. I didn't think Ole Miss was gonna be in last year. Um but I like I just feel like NCAA Division One, whoever you want to say, is setting up for a rematch to Southern Miss LSU. I think the people, and I'm not, you know, I like conspiracy theories, so I could see some big wig lawyer from LSU sending some money in, be like, make sure Southern Miss comes to LSU this year, you know. Um, but if we don't go to LSU, I, I see us going to like Fayetteville or or. Maybe Vandy or Tennessee. What about you, Destiny? I think or go ahead, Lane. Tennessee would have been my second yeah. one that I would said I think we end up at. Tennessee to me is a very real possibility. Yeah, that's Chattanooga, right? Where's Tennessee? No, it's Knoxville. Knoxville, that's what I meant. Knoxville. Yeah. Um, to me, anywhere but Baton Rouge would be ideal. Yeah. I mean, mm. my, my my ideal spot is at the Pete. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. But I could see us going to um to Nashville or um or Knoxville. Yeah. I even think a rematch in I mean not necessarily a rematch, but going to Florida would be nice to see one of our old friends. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it could be a good time. It could be a good time. <laughs> or it could be a horrible time, but I'm hoping it'd be a good time. Look, <laughs> I've sat here and thought like all year how fantastic it would be to go light him up in a regional. And guys, look, his stat line this year is not that good. Uh-uh. Um, I'm just gonna say that, like his stat line, like we're talking about, you know, do we have to say his name on our podcast? We're talking mm, about the no. trader Benedict Arnold, who is the Saturday guy for uh Florida. He who shall not be he, named. Uh, yeah. Yes, he who shall not be named. His stat line right now is he has a 507 ERA. Now, he has 102 strikeouts in 65 innings, but a 5.07 ERA. Um, You know, I love to sit here and just think about how awesome it would be to go over there and get that matchup with him and light him up. What's his record? Get that that poetic justice. His record right now is 6-3. 
Well, you know what it is, Lane. He's facing those SEC bats. Those yeah. those magical bats <laughs> that are Stop. that are juiced. Stop! Don't I'm, even. I've argued with a Florida me. fan or two about him. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> don't even. He played Charleston Southern, Cincinnati, Miami, and Siena before his SEC thing started. Don't even. But anyway, he um, yeah, he like I've thought about it. How fun that would be to to beat him, but then again, I also think of the negative side of things too. And I don't know if I could recover if Hurston Waldrop went out there and just threw a gem against us. I don't know if I could <laughs> emotionally recover from that. Or worse, mm. knocks us out of the tournament. You know. Yes, I don't. I don't know if I could emotionally be okay with that ever. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't mention Florida, but. It's a good thing to think about, right, Destiny? Yeah, I'm just petty like that. Someone had to bring right. it up, and I just wanted it to be me. I dig it. It's fair. And this has been officially Lane's Petty Corner. <laughs> he gets he gets really petty. Look, look I've, been wa- I've been wanting to say this. This seems like the right time to say it. He got absolutely demolished by Texas A&M this weekend. Mm. I'm just going to say it. He did. He gave up. Four earned runs and three innings, which sounds, you know, okay. But they hit him out of the game and continued to score up to 15 runs. He walked so. six. He walked mm-hmm. double the amount of batters that the innings he was in. <laughs> That's right. That's Those are right. good numbers. Good gravy. It's that good coaching in games. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, it's I'll just step a, off. I'll SEC step off. It is. I'll yes, back it's off. It's just a different – it just means more down there, apparently. It does. <laughs> <laughs> More walking right. yeah. Absolutely not. Well, Patagonia, what yes, about you, man? I stand, yes, I, I stand corrected. Now that has been Lane's petty corner. Um, <laughs> I, I'm inclined to agree with you, Chuck, with Baton Rouge. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Either they're something weird's going to happen in Louisiana. They're going to do like some voodoo or they're just going to break out the SEC money and somehow make that happen again, bring us back in for a rematch on their turf. Um, if it weren't Baton Rouge, I have no... I, this is just a gut feeling. I, I feel like it would be... Somehow we would end up at Vanderbilt. I have no okay insight or anything yeah. of that nature. It's just a complete gut feeling if it weren't baton rouge it would be at vanderbilt vandy it would be a fun atmosphere except for the whistler i was about to say except for the i've never seen a game at vanderbilt like that would be fun that'd be a ballpark i've never been to before for sure and uh yes question number two written in from our friend jason collip who asked What's it going to take to get the penguin costume out there for the last weekend series? It's not. What's gonna it going to take, Lane? Yes. Come not on, Lane. Like, seriously, what's it going to take? Chuck, it's your costume. You, you were the one who agree- <laughs> you agreed Scott. to wear it. This is all. You went to, yeah, I did basketball not. Season. <laughs> Guys, this is yeah. Chuck's costume to begin with. That's- I feel like I need to clarify. It is in his closet right now, not in I don't mine. Have, I do not have a penguin costume in my closet. Therefore, Chuck should be the one to wear it. So no. what's it going to take for the penguin costume to come out this 
the last week. I can, t- I can tell you exactly it's take what it'll Chuck, take. It'll take Lane. It's going to take it Chuck McCraney <laughs> taking it out of his closet and putting it on. That's what it's going to take. Oh, goodness. Thank Give you, the Jason. Give what they want. Yes, Lane. thank you. Yes, thank you. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. I mean, seriously, like we've been waiting. How many months are we at now? Did it come up in football or Has was this it been just going basketball? On? I think it started in basketball. It was basketball. Yeah, like if we, what was it like if we made it to the the tournament and won? I don't, or something? I don't even remember what it was. Now I never agreed to any of it. Chuck, like <laughs> Chuck I, said, I there was a penguin costume and said that I was going to wear it, and I was sitting over here on the other end, like, what is he, this dude, even talking about? Now it's like a regular part <laughs> of the show. Lame, lame, lame. I gotta tell you what, Lane said if we host the regional, he will wear the penguin outfit. I yeah. yeah. say it. We've got more yes. witnesses. I third, so <laughs> I didn't say it. He held yes, up a he sticky did. note. Y'all can't see it, so <laughs> he did. He actually did, folks. Like you really can't see it, but he did hold up a sticky note. He he tends to yeah, do he that. Does. He'll write stuff down. Yes. No doubt about that. All right, and uh, we actually have one more question. Oh. And Lane, I'm guessing you can figure out who this is coming from. Is this Little Debbie? Is yes, Little Debbie it is. Back? Little Debbie has written in once again and has asked this question. They're asking Lane, if I come out with my own version of the chocolate peanut butter eggs, will you give up your love for Reese's forever? Completely random, I know, but that's what was that? Chocolate peanut butter egg? Is there peanut butter in the chocolate egg? Yeah. Yes, Little Debbie. You would give up, like if Little Debbie came out with their own peanut butter eggs, you'd give up Reese's forever. That's a deal, yeah. I'll do it. So see, that should prove that I'm not Little Debbie because I would never ask a question like that. I know, that's, <laughs> that's weird. I'm back to square one trying to figure this out. I thought I had it figured out over the weekend who it was, and he was like, no, it's not me, dude. I wouldn't have wrote all that. Mm. So I don't know. The the search this is continues. the mystery that will the remain mystery, a mystery, mystery forever. The mystery machine. <laughs> you have a deal, little Debbie. Get your <laughs> chocolate peanut butter eggs to me ASAP. Mm. We got a deal. It's still not a deal. Any more questions, Pate? No, no. That's all the questions that we have for today. Listeners, if anyone is willing to write in a question, please feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast. You can also reach out to us on our wonderful Twitter handle at Everyday underscore Eagles, the tweeters, as I like to call it. Also, you can reach it's, out to it's us. It's going to catch on the Twitter. It's going to catch. T- I'm in. Like, yes. In. You can also reach out to us on our email at everyday underscore. Everyday Eagles podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Did you just have a lane moment? Uh, I, <laughs> I will own up to that it's one. Right. It yes. happens. Everyday, yes, Everyday Eagles Podcast at gmail.com. We will be more than happy to answer your questions here on the show. We love Unless they're from Anonymous, apparently. 
I will never. Sorry, Katie. This one. We are we are standing for we you, anonymous. I'm sorry yes. for the injustice that was your question, not making the air. We did ask oh, Katie the question though, off the gravy. air, right back into the show, and we'll write yeah, you what yeah. her answer was. Yes. So for sure. All right, that's all, all right. the questions Thanks, for Pate. this week, and let's. Thank you, gentlemen, and let's go ahead and dive into that holy cow. Let's cut the shenanigans and get to the holy cow segment. Holy cow! All right, listeners, we asked you all to write in who your holy cow players were, and you delivered. We got a lot of them. I'm going to run through these people on Twitter and what they had to say. Jason Bailey. Bumper Bailey, guys. I, uh... You know, Chuck, I actually went back and watched that video of Jason Bailey as Seymour the mascot fighting the Alabama mascot the other day. If y'all haven't watched that before, just look up Greatest Mascot Fight Ever. It will be Seymour versus Al from Alabama. That's Bumper Bailey at his best. He gave a Stone Cold Stunner that was exquisite. So, anyway, he said if I had to pick one, probably Danny. Uh, Patrick Beard- Beardman said, hard to pick just one. I think it was the most complete effort this weekend we've had all season. MVP's got to go to the coaching staff for getting this team going at the perfect time. I like that. Uh, Katie Kelly said, Danny or Nico? Jackson Kennedy said, Danny, Tanner, and Nico for his picks. Jackson, you write in a lot. I like it. We need to get Jackson on the show one day, Chuck. Write that down. Well, he, he's been on the show. We, he, we've had him on. Like, we had him yeah, on like a month Jackson ago. Jackson Kennedy, yes. Oh, yeah. Jack, my bad. Jackson, I appreciate your input. Buzzer Ball said, Danny's goat yoga instructor. And I have some comments and thoughts on this topic. I will get back to that later. Some good ones. Pate's going to have to bleep out some stuff, maybe. Uh, Nick Monaster, Tyler King saying Nick Monaster elevates the offense. It's a good one. Uh, to the top season, said Nick Monaster. Sorry, I was trying to read it. He's got our record and all. To the top season, said Nick Monaster. Destiny Blackwell. I'm not going to say which one you said because you're probably about to say that person anyway. But thank we should you get for her commenting. on the show sometime. Yeah, we should. Hopefully, I'm Play. memorable. You don't forget a month later. <laughs> My bad. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a gift that keeps on giving. So, uh, Clay Smith wrote in and said Travis Creel and Ben Brewer agree with those two also. So, all right. With that being said, Chuck, what Golden Eagle athlete made you say "Holy well, cow!" I over the go past for- week? Uh, Nick Otani Stare, as we have been calling him, Shohei. Um, dude was phenomenal this weekend, and for him to be a freshman, like you know, you hear Scott Barry on a post uh, post game wrap up, and he was talking about you know he's still learning uh, how to play that right side of the field because when he was in high school, he played shortstop, so shifting over to um, the second base, it, the angles are different and all that. But I think that he's adjusted really well, and his bat is, is just, I mean, phenomenal. What He got out two times the entire weekend in three games. Twice he got out. Um, and he's a freshman, like 18, 19 years old freshman. 
Um, and Brian Dozier, if you're listening, buddy, go uh, go give him some pointers on shifting over to second base because uh, I think if anybody could teach him, it'd be you. So I'm going to give it to Nick. So, Chuck, another fun stat for you here. You know, I got to go to the stat line stuff here with your pick. Nick Monaster had hits in every game this week, including the midweek. But what's even more impressive to me is not only did he have hits in every game, he had an RBI in every single game, including four RBIs off of a grand slam against Tulane. So he had an RBI in every single game this week. I'm very impressed with Nick. I mean, sincerely, you know, it makes you wonder what if uh, he'd have been there from the get-go. But uh, I think, uh, who was it that said that Nick Monastere elevates the offense? I think it. I think he's right. That was uh. I've got it pulled up. That was uh. Okay. Tyler King. Tyler, you're right, man. I think he does elevate the offense. He does. Now, Destiny. Destiny, what about you? I gotta go with Nico, Nico. Mazza, um, which I did say on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know he's he's had some, you know some some good games this year, and he's had some rough starts. Um, but I think he looked really good today. He came in for five innings, nine strikeouts, didn't allow any runs, and uh, he looked really good. He did look really good. It almost looked like uh, the beginning of the year when he was throwing so well. Yeah. Well, guys, his outing today was even better than I thought it was. Like when Destiny said nine strikeouts, yeah. I was like, and yeah, nine strikeouts innings. today. I look, yeah, he did. He got out it's of impressive. bases loaded. Um, I cannot remember what inning it was. Um, because, you know, the I'm not normally one of those people that picks on the the ump, but that strike zone was very inconsistent oh, all weekend. Yeah. And there were a couple of jams that he got in that I think were on some questionable calls, and he still got out mm-hmm. of it unscathed. I think he just kept composed, and he played a really good, really good game today. He did. He has looked like a different person since he's moved to the bullpen. Um, I don't know. I guess it's a mental thing, you know? I've been thinking about that. Because I think we mentioned it when Ben was on, how he looks better out of the pen, right, Chuck? Um, Honestly, and, and you know, I, was, I didn't pitch. Like, I've never pitched at any level that's worth really talking about here. But he, uh, in my opinion, I think there's a mental aspect to coming out of the bullpen that matches Nico. Like, I think as a starter, he's worried about stretching himself out and, you know, pitching more innings and, and maybe, maybe he's mixing his pitches different as a starter or something, you know, to kind of last longer and see the hitters more. But, but as a bullpen guy, you can kind of come in and just go after people with your best stuff. I think that may be what's happening here. Maybe they found a pitch mix and a role for him that really plays up. But Destiny, I, I agree with that one. That's a good pick. Thank you. Uh, all right, and then my pick. I'm going to swap sports here, guys. I'm going to jump over to softball. Softball, big week. A lot to talk about today. Chuck's going to take that away in a few minutes. But uh we talked about her a lot this year guys morgan linestock had a huge monster weekend guys 
she uh she on the fourth on the the first game against Georgia State, guys. She goes out and throws seven innings of one run ball with six strikeouts. If that wasn't good enough, she comes back on the sixth two days later, throws seven innings of one run ball with eleven strikeouts, all against Georgia State. Uh, this past week, guys, she threw a combined total of fourteen innings, which my brain can't even wrap around this. She threw a combined total of fourteen innings, only, which is two complete softball games. Yeah, only gave up one run in each game, um, and how many strikeouts is that total there? If I do the math here, six, 11, 17 strikeouts. So she threw fourteen innings this week. Seventeen strikeouts only gave up two runs. I mean, guys, that is just wow. Next level, holy cow stuff. Morgan Linestock, have a week. Like that's impressive. And she's a senior, man. It was uh senior day was kind of emotional. Her and Hannah and uh Carly, I think is her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big weekend. Big weekend. So all right. Well, that, that covers all that happened this past week. Let's jump into next week and what we can't wait to see. Go ahead and fire up that seg. Can't wait. Chuck, what can you not well, wait to uh, see Well, without going week? too much into detail, because we'll talk about it a little bit, um, the Golden Eagles have made the tournament bracket. So they will fly, or not fly out, drive out to uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, um, I believe the tournament starts Wednesday or Thursday. I'd have to double check on that. Um, but I can't wait to see. I, I think if they get hot, you know, if, if Jana Lee and Paige Kilgore and Morgan Linestock can continue their dominant pitching, um, that we've got a chance to, to go to, to a, a regional and win the tournament. Also, side note, an alumni Miss McKenzie Share um, is the head coach for uh, Southeastern Oklahoma State, and they just won GAC uh, tournament, so they will be heading to their um, bracket of regionals. So, congrats, Mac. We're proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing, girl. Good deal. Good deal. And that tournament starts on Wednesday, Chuck. I looked it up. You were right. It was Wednesday. So, May 10th. All right, Destiny, what about this week makes you say you can't wait? You know, I'm sad that we don't have any midweeks because um, that kind of gets me through the work week. But I'm looking forward to the baseball series against ULM this weekend, regardless of how it affects our RPI, um, you know, win or lose. But I'm looking forward to it. Agreed. Yeah, it has been. It has potential to hurt the RPI no matter what. Yeah, happens. I hate that and too. I hate Why? That. Like, I understand that, you know, ULM's not having a great season and that even even wins against them may hurt the RPI. But, like, what is, like, nothing's changed other than us beating. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still beat all these other teams. So I wonder why upcoming games affect us so much. I think if oh, you no, get man. Ole Miss on the pod, they could answer that. They do. They do. They do. The I'm RPI. so proud of you, Destiny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if we yeah. do the yes. same, I don't know. <laughs> we got some shade to throw to everybody tonight. 
nobody's safe. safe. No one is nobody's safe. safe. <laughs> These hands are rated E for everybody. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, right. Warning! <laughs> warning! Warning! <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, Chuck, I think it's just a strength of schedule thing, man. And I well, that's my point. Because, the strength of schedule hasn't changed. You know, like the the schedule has been the same since last year. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, yeah but ahead of time. But it's changed yeah. based off of who you're playing. Like the schedule hasn't changed, but the I mean, strength changes that, every week. Didn't... Yeah, math. Oh, I'm not weird. a very good math person. Yeah. So. All right, now I guess that leaves me, right? So I'm going to change sports here again, and I'm going to go to track and field. I mentioned this uh, last week that I would be talking about this, but guys, the track and field, the Sunbelt Conference Outdoor Track and Field Championship will happen May 11th through 13th. So that will be on um, Thursday and will end on Saturday. Um, so I'm on the Sunbelt Conference page here. I don't know. I imagine there's like a live stream somewhere. I don't know how to live stream it though. That's something they do have live results. So like I'm looking here, if you go to the Sunbelt Outdoor Track Championships, if you just look up that page throughout the weekend from Thursday to Saturday, they do have live results on there. So our track and field teams had a good season this year. Um, Would be nice to see them bring home some gold here at the end. Uh, and wrap up this conference play with a championship, you know, and see some of them break some personal best and bring home some gold. That'd be awesome. So it will be at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina again, and that will start on Thursday. So it looks like the first event starts at noon on Thursday. So um, if you're wanting to follow along with that, I would go to the Sunbelt page the Sunbelt track and field page. And I think they have a live results tab that will be updated as the events go on. So good luck. All right. So if you guys don't have anything to add to that, I think we're ready to dive into the rundown here. Chuck, since the softball team has all this exciting news that happened this weekend, you dive off first and get us. Well, you know, fire me up, Chuck. It had to come down to the last weekend, right? Lady Eagles like to be dramatic. Um, I think they had to win two to get into the tournament, and they won two. Um, so two out of the three against Georgia State, which was a, a big deal. Like you said, Morgan Linestock showed out. Uh, Hannah Borden continues to lead the offense with some dingers. Um, Jana Lee, Hedge Kilgore, like all these girls. Maria Smith had a good weekend. Um, so it's our first ever Sun Belt softball tournament. Now we there's some stout softball teams in the Sun Belt. I don't know if y'all are aware that uh, um, the Raging Cajuns over there are are pretty pretty good in softball. I wish that uh, we could have stolen their coach um, when we were shifting around some of the coaches a couple years ago, but we didn't. But we got a good one now, Natalie Poole, and I think that she has uh, for sure right of the ship and we're headed in the right direction so get fired up for the lady eagles and i want to give a a a shout out to whoever does the marketing for um the softball team because y'all's like graphics and stuff have been phenomenal this season 
Um, y'all gave away some really cool Southern Miss bucket hats at some one of your games. Um, so Matt, props to the softball. They're they're launching some some good stuff going on over there. Absolutely, guys. And again, they struggled a lot earlier this year. I think. Well, they didn't struggle of... really till they got to the Sun Belt, the conference schedule. Yeah, they struggled really with the Sun Belt is what's happened. And um, guys, it's just really good to see them have something here something to be to proud towards. of. You yeah. know, I mean, we get a shot. Yeah, we get a shot here to. Compete right. in the tournament. And who knows got, what happens? Don't let the E's get hot. You know? Yeah, maybe we... <laughs> oh, stop. Can't steal Ole Miss's thing. But maybe... Maybe we... uh, Maybe we take fire here and find something and, uh, and start really getting this thing going. That would be awesome. So make a little noise in the tournament. Beat a couple hey, people. Let's win it all. So let's do it. Go win the tournament. That'd be... That'd be yep. crazy. Be awesome. So, all right, so I'll get us going here with a rundown. And, guys, it was a good week for the Golden Eagles. Uh, we went 4-0. We beat Tulane 10-5 in the midweek, and then we beat South Alabama 6-4 Friday, 6-4 Saturday, 6-1 on Sunday. Uh, we mentioned a couple top performers. I'll just run through a few of them here. Nick Monastere in the midweek hit a grand slam. Uh, Edsel and Dickerson both had doubles and Monastere stole the base too. So, and he can run Chuck total package. Um, so we had all that, uh, Justin storm looked good out of the bullpen. Cross Sively to me was the, he was the spotlight out of the bullpen that when he threw three shutout innings, ended up getting the win. He's three and oh on the season now. Um, so Big win in that one, and then we go to Friday night. And then on Friday night, guys, Tanner Hall, eight innings pitched, two earned runs, um, nine strikeouts. Just He threw 110 pitches, guys. Just a really good outing. Justin Storm notched his seventh save of the season. Um, Danny Lynch hit a home run. And, guys, let's address the elephant in the room. The time is now, Chuck. Was that okay. a fat joke? Uh, Chuck and Destiny, the time is now. Okay, we're going to address the elephant in the room here. Danny Lynch's batting stance is elite. really, really, it is unique. It is elite. We started calling him the rated R superstar because <laughs> I'll tell y'all, I had my ID checked to get in the peak Friday night and Saturday night because they were seeing if I was old enough to watch Danny Lynch in the batter's box. <laughs> it it is really really something and to me it's gotten more aggressive over Absolutely. the past few weeks have y'all noticed that it and it uh, it's improved his performance though you know it has i mean don't stop but it's just some goat yoga it's really something so yeah <laughs> something like that um so then Again, we mentioned Danny had a home run in the midweek. Slade Wilkes had a triple, and that ball was blistered off the bat that Slade hit. And Sargent had a double. That was all Friday night. I want to say Slade's Slade's triple, 
somebody told me some absurd number. It was like over 110 miles an hour off the bat. The triple was. He absolutely just crushed it. Uh, and then in the Saturday game, Slade Wilkes homered. That ball, I do know it was 112 miles an hour off the bat was the stat I heard. Uh, Sergeant, Ewing, and Monastere all had doubles in that game. Monastere had another stolen base. Um, so Billy Odom, he threw six innings in that game. Gave up three earned runs, though. To me, the the big one there was Will Armistead out of the pen, and Justin Storm got his eighth save of the year. So that was on Saturday. And then on uh, Sunday, this most recent game, the Sunday game, uh, Danny Lynch, Goat Yoga, the uh, rated R superstar, hit another home run. Uh, Dirty pointed out that's like two Danny doubles every home run. Two Danny doubles. That's right. So, and Rodrigo Montenegro had a double. And guys, Rod, he had a really good game. He went two for three. I just noticed, though, guys, like his batting average is way, it's it's up there now. Isn't he leading the team in batting average? People sleep on Rodrigo. He's up there. Him or Dustin are leading it. Right. Gotta sleep on Rodrigo now. I mean, Rod, he's been he's been really, really good this year for us. Uh, and then Matt Adams gave us three innings. They pulled it. I think it's an innings count. I, I think it's a pitch count. I think thing. it's a pitch count. Thank yeah, because he was at like 65, 70 today. He was at, well, he was at 62 when they pulled him. And then uh Chase Adams ended up getting the win. And Nico Mazza, the player of the week, Destiny's player of the week with his big day. Um, guys, it's it was a good weekend to be an Eagle. So, um, yeah, this next week again, we, we don't have a midweek. I think we're done with midweeks for the year, right? We are, Unfortunately yes. so. Yeah, so. There's only six weekend. more regular season games, y'all. This season has flown yeah. by. Don't say that. It don't has. say that. Please don't say it. Yeah, so, uh, so anyway, we got ULM this weekend. Um, as a whole, their team, their struggles have been documented, guys. They're five and eighteen in conference play, sixteen and thirty-two overall. Um, I'm gonna go through some of the the high points of their team. I think their best player is probably Sean Weatherby. Number twenty-two. He has an eight forty-four OPS, six home runs on the season. Um, aside from him, you know, the bat net, like the, the hitters and stuff, you got a co- you got one more with over 800 OPS. That'd be Riley Davis. Uh, he has six home runs also. That's also their home run leaders, those two guys. So to me, Riley Davis, Sean Weatherby are their top hitters. And looking at their pitching staff, guys, um, their starting rotation, nobody really jumps off the page to me. A bunch of their weekend guys have like over five ERAs. Um, I think their best pitcher is probably this Nicholas Judas kid. He's got a 3.80 ERA. Um, he has 19 appearances. Only one of them was a start, though. Most of them came from in relief. Uh, innings but he's got 56 k's and 42 innings pitch so that's number 42 i think he's probably their best guy and he comes in out of the bullpen 
But, you know, their struggles, again, they've been documented, guys. We need to go over there and we need to take care of business. And our guys need to, I'll just say, I'll just shoot straight, man. They need to come home with three wins this weekend. There's no excuse to lose a game this weekend. So, I mean, will the Eagles ever lose again? I don't, I don't see it. (laughs) 10 wins in a row. You jinxed us, Destiny. No, I didn't. I've gotten in trouble for that before. I'm sorry. I'm I'm optimistic. <laughs> That's right. It's optimism. So yeah, we uh we need to we need to get a sweep this week, guys. We don't need to drop a game here. That would hurt our RPI bad. We've already talked a little bit about that. So Hopefully our guys can get out there and get after this pitching staff. I think that's where their biggest weakness is, is their pitching. So hopefully we can get out there and push a bunch of runs across and take some pressure off the pitchers and let them go out there and just compete. Anything you guys would like to add to the rundown? I think it's important to mention how well our lineup has developed over the season. There is really not a dead spot in this lineup. Um, I, I just feel like that needs to be highlighted earlier in the year. I think there were some, um, I don't even want to say concerns, but I, I think this lineup is really rounded out nicely, top to bottom. It was good to watch them this week. Oh, I'll agree. If you if you you know this team versus um, two months ago, maybe, uh, I, yeah, total total difference. Yeah, I agree with all that. I think uh, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch a lineup going up to the plate and. They all seem confident. They seem like they've kind of found their bad, their approach at the plate, and they're just up there swinging away. And I think, um, I think, Nico Maza finding his new role in the bullpen, and Will Armistead, the emergence of him, has been really, really big for our baseball program this year. And Storm's so, a great closer. I, think, I got a gift specifically for him on Twitter. For, Oh, do you? For who? For Storm. Oh, yeah. Storm. I've seen it. For it's Justin got Storm. The cat. I've got a gift that I tweet every time he comes in. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. cat with the it's storm, kinda, right? I mean, I don't want to say it's caught on. Yeah. If one of my tweets it's gets been, even two likes, I tell my husband, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've made it big. I don't know what to tell you. It's been retweeted <laughs> before. People have retweeted it, I believe. I've seen it tweeted otherwise. You might get a blue star or a they blue check for that now. keep it up on the Twitter. You know, <laughs> yeah, you do. Not, hey, pay for our blue there. check mark. Pay. I don't, I don't care that much. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I do. I think when this is all said and done, which hopefully won't be till after Omaha, but I hopefully, I think when we look back at this season, we're going to look at a couple things. Obviously, Slade Wilkes being an absolute monster, and he is. He, guys, he does terrible things to baseball. He hits a baseball so hard, it just it blows my mind. But I think when we look back at this season down the road, we're going to see some things like Slade Wilkes, like him finding his groove at the plate. We're going to see like Nick Monastere coming on the scene. We're going to see. Um, you know, those guys we mentioned, Nico, we're going to see Will Armistead, we're going to see these guys and just look back and hey, say, Parker, yeah, I think it's going to come absolutely. We're, 
we're going to look back at those people. Yeah, and I think we're going to look back at that and say it took them a while, but when they find found their groove, they found mm-hmm. their role. Coach Barry talked about that a lot in the first interview we had with him is we just got to gel and we got to find find their role and they got to accept their role and I think I think we're seeing that. I think the recent success of this ball team is people seeing and figuring out their role and knowing, hey, my job is to come in here and shut this down for an inning. And then we'll figure it out from there. You know, like I think that kind of a uh-huh. approach or knowing at the plate, you know, hey, my job is to advance this runner. My job is to – and I think as people accept that and know their role, we're starting to see the success. Right. And, I, you know, listeners, if you haven't listened to the Scott Berry episode, go back and listen and, you know, uh, see see where we're at. See if what he said then is true now. And Oh, yeah. Don't listen to Mind the Lane's home run leader true. pick but because uh, we were both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we were wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> And look, a couple of things. I just want to throw these out there as quick hitters. We said the other day we were going to do this. Um, our guys from last year that got drafted and are in the minors right now, just want to give a quick update. Is that okay, Chuck? Can I do that? I'm going to do it anyway. So Tyler Stewart, 193 ERA, 27 strikeouts and 18.2 innings pitch. Dalton Rogers, 355 ERA. 25 strikeouts and 12.2 innings pitch. Landon Harper, 255 ERA, 18 strikeouts and 17.2 innings pitched. And Ben Etheridge, 208 ERA with 16 strikeouts and 13 innings pitched. And Garrett Ramsey hadn't pitched yet this year. So that's your... Just the quick hitters on those guys, and we got other guys in the minors too, but I don't want to take up too much time with that. Just that one out there, those guys from Southern Miss that got drafted last year. Something I noticed, Chuck, the ERA looks good, and all of them have more strikeouts than innings pitched. And go Cubs. Yeah, okay. But anyway. <laughs> We're real. Well, thanks for good that. Good news there for update, those guys. Lane. We appreciate it. I know the listeners were dying to know. And now they the more you know. And now no, they do. I was being sincere. They were. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a lot has happened in two weeks. So, um, <laughs> Lane, you look cute on your little camera. Well, uh, any any other? You have any final thoughts, Destiny? Um, no. I mean, I'm excited for the rest of the season. Um, except that it's moving too quickly. Um, excited to see, you know, where we end up, um, with the conference tournament and the postseason, all good stuff. Um, do you think y'all will go to Montgomery? I don't know. It's, I don't know either. It's a hike. I would love to, I would love to, um, I don't know. We yeah. were fortunate to have so much baseball at the Pete last year. Yeah, it yeah. was, I feel like that spoiled us between the and, tournament and yeah. the regional, you know. And this Lane year, and I hadn't decided if we're going yet or not either. We may do a road show. I'm just excited to go back to being myself on Twitter next weekend. Uh, my boss uh, <laughs> has a son that plays at South Alabama, so I was very good this weekend. Oh, that was And sweet I said of you. all nice things. That was yeah. sweet of you. Yeah. Well, we don't have to be nice. 
Yeah. Well, when I'm done, I mean, I'll be <laughs> catch up. Kitties. I'll be back to regularly scheduled programming on Friday. Regular schedule. Well, Destiny, you have to come back on, especially if we make it to a regional um, or host a regional. And Lena wears penguin outfit for us. He did say that. He did. He did. Yeah. Well, Lane, any any final thoughts from you? Little Debbie, I'll be waiting for my eggs. It's peanut butter <laughs> eggs. Well, this is a friend to the top. <laughs> to eggs to the top. This is a friendly reminder yeah. to Lane and all the other married guys out there who uh, this week is Mother's Day this Sunday coming up. So make sure you get your mom or your wife a little happy, a little gift, treat her to some good dinner. Lane, did you get ML something yet? This week? Like this week. This week. Like the third like this Sunday. Wow. Yeah. I'm working on it, Chuck. Yeah, I got something on my side. All right. Well, this was your friendly reminder. I'll still be married by the next episode. Oh, hundred percent, I believe. <laughs> yeah, she she ain't got time to train a new man. She ain't gonna she ain't gonna dump you. That's right. Yeah. We need to uh we need to do a Mother's Day special episode, Chuck. I, you know, we just may, Lane. We just may. Listeners, we got something special coming out for Mother's Day. Stay tuned. It's killing Lane not to talk about it right now. You should see his face. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yes. Well, thank you, Destiny, for coming on. Thanks, uh, Lane Brady, for being a okay co-host. And thank you, Pate, for making us sound and look good. And we will meet y'all at the Pete in two weeks and uh, celebrate the last home series. So until then, Southern Miss, to the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.